Today's episode of Off The Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you by our great sponsors, DMC Fins. DMC Fins are the best training fins in the business. Just have a look around in everybody's kit bag on pool deck and there's a pair of DMC Fins in there. Swimmers, surfers, they're all using DMC Fins as their choice of aquatic propulsion. Even superstar Cody Simpson is using DMC Fins to help with his training towards Paris 2024. Head over to dmcfins.com.au right now for all the latest deals and discounts on fins as well as hand paddles and other training aids and use the promotion code OFF THE BLOCKS for a 10% discount at checkout. Australia in four, the United States in five. again to the Shannon Rollison podcast for another week. I'm your host, Robbie Cox, joined by the man himself, Mr. Shannon Rollison, and a special guest today. Shannon, we've got the Australian swim team head coach uh, and returning guest. We've had him on before, Mr. Rowan Taylor. Rowan, how are you? Good morning. I'm well, thank you. Morning, Rowan. How are you? Morning, Shannon. Robbie, good to see you. Yeah, you too. You on holidays, Rowan? I am on. I am on holidays, uh, <laughs> as they say. Uh, my phone's not on holiday, and my email's not. But I am. So, <laughs> what's a holiday look like for you, Rowan? Do you do you try and get away, or is a holiday for you just sort of switching off swimming? Like you can still stay at your home, but you just sort of switch off. Do you get to get away? What's a holiday look like for the head coach? Um, well, I live on the Sunshine Coast, so like that's where everybody comes for holidays. So I, I basically don't really need to go anywhere so for me for me it's just but doing things that uh that i can do close locally by um you know go to the beach go out on the jet ski um go spend time with the family although two of my daughters have just gone to europe to one it one for exchange and one to go live there and um so we say goodbye to them but for the most part it's just hanging out that's that's what i just i just need to switch off and chill i don't really need to go anywhere i travel enough as it is yeah it's, it, it does get like that isn't it you know when yeah. you travel a lot where's your daughter going to live so one's going to london uh she's gone there she's got a work visa she's a, a graphic designer yeah so she's just going to go over this bit of a pilgrimage with all the youngies i think covid put a halt to that so they've all all taking that up and then my other daughter's um at uni here at the sunny coast uni doing outdoor ed um leadership stuff and they've got an exchange program with a uh school in norway and just oh, outside yeah. of oslo so she's gone there for for the semester so they both left in the last couple of weeks and um yeah so there you go and i've got one still at home but um so yeah so it's a bit interesting having having the two over there and um yeah little adventure for them it's kind of cool yeah, cool well heading into winter so your daughter in norway will know know she's alive oh yeah yeah she, she's looking at like how the temperature even the light like it's really light at the moment light but then by like i think november it's like four hours of light or something like that yeah 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 it, it, yeah, it, so. just, it just falls out of the sky it's unbelievable yeah. you just watch it yeah. drop <laughs> it's like someone shot it <laughs> yeah so she's uh she's actually looking forward to to, to that experience obviously um yeah. but uh so now that'll be good college life living in the dorms and co-ed dorms and all that stuff so she'll uh she'll have some fun 
Yeah. Well, Rowan, I'm glad you're getting a bit of time, mate, obviously, because um, we're, we're just a few weeks um, removed or three or four weeks removed from a, a phenomenal world championships, which is what we wanted to get you on as well for to have a chat and debrief on that and how it all went. And, um, you know, Shannon and I had done a review on the world champs and the, the huge success. Congratulations to yourself, to the, to the entire team of coaches and, and staff around it, um, you know, 25 medals in total and, 13 gold, um, as we've said, depending on how you want to look at the medal tally, um, you know, they were, you know, certainly on top of the gold. So congratulations for yourself to the team. You must have been pretty proud coming off the back of that. Now you've had a bit of time to, de you know, de-stress, get away from it all, unwind. You must be pretty proud of the performance. Yeah, no, it was really great. It was great reward for, you know, obviously the hard work that the these these athletes and coaches put in. And to see him be, be able to convert that on on the stage on the world stage is really a you know it's a great thing. It's not easy to do, um, and um, you know I think we've got a, a group of athletes like a, a cohort of athletes that really thrive on that kind of environment. So when you get a, a collection together, and Shannon, you know we've been on teams and seen in the past when you get a, a, a core group, it's very infectious. It gives confidence to those that are maybe, you know, just coming in and learning, you know, someone like a Lizzie Deckers, for instance, would be someone I would suggest really benefited from what was happening around her. Um, she's a competitive young kid, but she's quiet and, and you know, goes about her business. But I, I would suspect just just looking at it that, that she would have rode that wave and it would have helped her really step into her event and really, really go after it, which was nice. Um, so yeah, it's, 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 it's a good, a good feeling when you got, when you got a number of, of people who like to get up and really try to try to do damage on the blocks and in the pool at the international stage. Well, mate, night one, four gold medals. Have you ever seen anything? This is the most successful, I think, night one in a world championships for Australia. So that must've been a great way to kick it off. I had Kaylee on yesterday just for a chat and, and she said you know just watching sort of that first night sort of gave her the sense of occasion that oh okay you know i've got to step up for the team here this is this is the benchmark that everyone's sort of setting that must have been exciting for you you know as you know as the head coach going in and and off from night one bang four golds there you go yeah look uh, you know in, on reflection like you know i walk into the pool every night from the hotel and and um I'd walk with the team doc. He and I would walk together. That was kind of our little pattern. And we would chat. And as we were going in, you know, Sam Short had done a really good 400 heat, was two seconds clear. And Ariane was in the, you know, the, the race of the century as they were billing it. <clears throat> Obviously, we had a four by one women's relay. And I thought the the men, those two young boys had split like 47-5, 47-6 in the morning and really I'm like, wow, okay, you know, looking at the other teams. I'm, so I was kind of like saying, you know, this could be a really good night. Like we could, results could fall our way. Um, but realistically, you know, the one that, <clears throat> the, the four by one women's was the one obviously that was, if it put it, put everything together, would be, you know, pretty much untouchable. So that was, that was the one, but, it, you know, I thought oh, this, this Sam Short's opportunity. So I walked in thinking that things could go well. But uh, I guess when you get four from four, in a sense, that's uh, <clears throat> that's exceptional. And, um, you know, I thought each of them had their story, you know, the, the, the 451.9 average. I mean, Shannon, 10, yeah. you and I were sitting down back in the in the late 2000s. And and I had said to you, I come back from the future and said, there's going to be a team that's going to average 51.9. You go, you're crazy. Like, it's just, <laughs> just unbelievable. Like, so that that's a story in itself. And then Ariane. You know, she just basically took the sword to to those girls in that race. In a sense, she just went and then said, see if you can catch me. And that was an impressive swim. And then obviously Shorty is just a competitor and getting his hand on the wall. And then um, I just sat there for the men's relay and just said, just give Kyle a chance. Just give him a chance. You put him in there with a chance. He's gonna he's gonna do something, and that's what happens. So I walked away, going, you know, we 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 got all those, and and then the key, I mean, and Shannon knows this all too well. When you have a good night, it's about how do you maintain momentum and not go over the edge, and and I think that's always my thought is okay, let's calm everybody down, and I think the coaches on the team are really level headed, and you know, we would meet off the back of every heats and, and finals at the swim down pool, kind of like a bit of a hot wash, and it was didn't really need to be 
labored on, but it was really like, okay, we got to reset. And our role now is to calm and then go again. We knew we we're going to have a quiet um, next day or two due to the fact, well, one, we had Kaylee out of the medley. So that was a bit of a, bit of a yeah, thing I was pissed off about, but mm. really we we're going to have a qu couple quiet days anyway. So it was kind of like, okay, we can just reset. But the, 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 the concern always is, you know, everybody gets over the top. And um, I think that's where, where I'm proud of the athletes and the coaches that they just, they just stuck to their guns and did what they needed to do. And, and were able to, to, to continue to deliver down the track through the meet. Yeah. It may have, um, yeah, just thinking about that just then, you know, day two was a quieter day and because of what happened with Kaylee and um, I'll ask you um, about that with that rule and whether you think it'll change before the Olympics. But um, like in the past, you know, I think that happened in Sydney when the boys won the 4x1 uh, and then again in Rio, he had a good day one and then there were some chances in day two and they all... No one hit him. And maybe the fact that they you had really had nothing to lose in day two with Kaylee out, it just gave that sort of time to regather. Do you think that that played into yep. your hands? I think so. I think I think um the other thing too is is we really try to keep uh, athletes away from the competition pool. Um and that environment as much as we can early on in the piece. I think, yeah. you know, the days of <clears throat> having everyone in the stands, heats, finals, no matter what, we've gone to this, and this is not just me, this has been on for a while now, where it's, uh, you know, if you're racing the next day or yeah. the day after, you need to look after yourself, get in, do your swim. The training pool was separate building. So by keeping them away from the competition environment, allows them to stay kind of focused on themselves as well as the fact that we didn't have any big swims. So to your yeah. point, I think it, it just kind of, it gave us that, that break. Um, people, and people don't realize how hard it is to manage excess, do they? Like, mm. and we, we, a couple of podcasts ago, we had, um, we, we did a history of the world champs and there was only two world championships in the eighties, which, if you had have asked me, I would have thought, well, there was three. I, I knew it was every four years. And I think in the in the entire 80s, um, we won one silver medal. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Out of two world champs, um, Georgina Parks and the Turner back uh, in 82, nothing in now in 86. Like, like it, people, it would be hard for the swim team now to get their head around that, you know. Mm, mm. Um, but when we, we were talking about 03, and it was the first time we tried to manage the grandstand because we had so many chances and and formed really well at that meet at the end back end of the meet with a lot of the people in the 50s and things. And when you've got a team of a big strong team with a lot of chances across the whole week, it's so important uh, to be able to manage um, your emotions and you can get so carried away with world records and fast swimming and as a swimmer you know end up on day five knackered and you haven't even hit the water yet you know um yep. and people just yep. don't understand it and it was disappointing in 2012 when you know the the media were really getting stuck into the team um quite cheaply i i always thought um about you know the grandstands and things like that and uh, taking photos, you know, 15 minutes mm. before. It's easy to take a, a photo of an empty grandstand at an Olympics, isn't it? You know, like yeah, yeah, everyone's absolutely. so busy <laughs> until the very well, last I mean, moment. Yeah, like to your point, like, uh, you know, someone like, you know, all the, the, the big guns, that they wouldn't have gotten in the stands until, well, even if that. I don't know if Kaylee ever got in the stands because she was yeah. swimming all the time and yeah. and that's her job. That's what she's there to do. And But but we, we we talk about everybody has a role to play on the team, right? So your role is either you're either racing, resting, preparing to race, or if you're done, you're there to support. Yeah. So you're going to have that combination. And, and eventually towards the end of the meet, there's more people that are done racing that can just, their role is to continue to support. That's their purpose in the team. And so it does build. Yeah. So you do get that 
where people start fatiguing a little bit towards the end of the meet, what we bring in is a, a lot more of a, you know, a color in the, in the crowd for them. So it does, it does play a purpose. I think at the beginning, if you have everybody going off, they're not the first two or three nights, one, it's overstimulation for those people in the stands. And two, for those in the water, it's an expectation, yeah. you know? Uh, so, so I think we've got the, we've struck the balance right for us. <clears throat> and, um, at the end of the day, it is a marathon. An eight-day meet is going to go to nine days in Paris. <clears throat> and we got to make sure that, you know, our relays at the end as well are th those guys are able to swim fast. And, you know, we had, um, you know, we've got to get better at that. That's one of the things we've got to get better at. But but it's about being aware of it first and then putting a plan in place and managing. So I think, you know, and that's where the, um, you know, the Tokyo, the facility was uh, – <clears throat> so from the competition pool, it was like a rabbit warren to get all the way to the training pool. It was, it wasn't very convenient in the sense that the training pool is like through a door and there it was. You had to go down, up and down stairs and down around through corridors and out and up and, 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 and into the pool. And it was stinking hot. You had to go outside. And then to go, the stands were like up, we were up. To get up to the stands, geez, I got, I was getting my, my steps in, I can tell you that. Yeah. Um, so we did, yeah. So you, 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 you suss it out and you go, you know what? We really don't want to put these guys in any more um, pressure than they need. So um, it's definitely something you have to plan and be, and be really purposeful about. Yeah. Lee Nugent was talking yesterday <clears throat> of Wales coaches and he, he did a bit of a debrief on Worlds and he was talking about how many stairs and stuff. And how far it was, uh, and he just stayed out the, you know, in the in the warm up pool, and it reminded me of European champs in Berlin, which I was really excited about because you know the Berlin pool is super quick and been there for World Cups, but they didn't use that pool. They they used oh. the warm up pool as the warm up pool that we all know, uh, but then they they dropped uh, a drop in pool in the um, velodrome. Mm -hmm. And I can't remember off the top of my head how many steps, actually steps, up steps, uh, staircases there was, but it got into the thousands by the time you got into day six, you know, and you were seriously having to think about is it worth going all the way back with your athlete and how many steps and how many metres and, 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 and if unless you're those meets, People don't even think that those things are occurring, do they? No. I think that's the thing. We we were very aware. So we we have, obviously, we send um, recce teams out for to go and look at the camp staging and all the different things. And this is part of, um, you know, having those, those people like a Jess Cronus, for instance, who's been around a lot, will actually come back, you know, from Japan and say, this is the layout like this is what you need to be aware of she'll actually bring that to your attention and yeah. then we talk through it so we're preparing in staging camp for you know a little bit more walking than normal and so you know some of the coaches will drop their kids off you know a k from the pool and say walk you know like little things like that and pre preparation just so you're conditioning them a little bit and being aware of it and then we we obviously adjust our plans to that so i think it's really important to be aware of the environment you're going into as much as you can but yeah. we we put a, we put a lot of emphasis on the, on that um and that's something i picked up you know obviously from from those before me um that you just invest some time into being familiar with with the space you're going to um and uh yeah we, we definitely yeah, i, I think australia does that better than anybody uh certainly any any, any country i've come across and that so yeah, it's interesting. Uh, you know, I remember you said that when we had that workshop and, you know, talking to other countries, coaches in other countries and kind of what they did in staging and how they, where they were and when they came in and how they came in and all the things and how much actual input the coaches had to the planning was interesting. Some didn't as much as I would have thought. Yeah consultation process and so yeah i think you know it's, it, we, we always can do better but definitely we we definitely spend the time on it like you know we definitely yeah. invest the time to make sure that we're 
that there's nothing that pops up that we aren't aware of if possible yeah. and how we can manage it. Um, that's our real, and, it, and we've got good people, like great, great people in, within the leadership group and the staff and that, that are thinking about yeah. it, you know? It's interesting you mentioning and both you sort of mentioning from the stands and people, you know, not being able to get up in there and um, you'd sort of mention we're talking about Kaylee Rowan and she said the only time she actually got to watch were the relays. She was fortunate. She said, I, I'm, I'm the first lead off. So I got to then watch the other, you know, and that was, she said, that was my only time that I sort of got to cheer on the team because other than that, I was swimming or, you know, and she was the last day. So um, I thought that was funny that that was her only time. That's why she, you know, she was fortunate. She was the first one off. And um, it brings me on to obviously the, the the team as a whole performed really well, Rowan, but the, the geez, the girls were on fire and, and a lot of the females and the, the four by one, um, the freestyle. I mean, I, I can't see, you know, I don't want to tempt anything here, but we, I know the talent we've got coming through. I know the talent that weren't there that are, Still, you know, Shannon's coaching Bronte at the moment. Kate's trying to come back. There's, there's all these different. I mean, the four by one, the women's team as a whole, it just keeps getting stronger and stronger. Rowan. Yeah, well, like um, the the depth of, as you said, the depth of talent, and uh, um, that that's that's the kind of upward pressure that you you want that makes, and it's been there for quite a while. It's back, you know, you go back to to the days obviously with Shannon with Jody and um you know Libby at the time and then you had I mean uh, Alice and the, there was a cohort of, of of females that were that were really pushing each other along and and I think that's just continued so uh and I think also too like the way that the way that they these athletes watching they're getting to watch them train and prepare and um you know they're relentless and it, so when you you got that you got to have that competitive relentlessness too to uh to want to always be on 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 the mark you know there's no there's there's a there's no difference well there's no differences obviously on on the surface but the commonality amongst those those female athletes that i see um not just in free so i'm talking like from kaylee all the way through um ani is that they just don't mind doing the work now, whatever that work is, I'm not talking about doing huge volumes. It's it's whatever is delivered to them. They just want it. They they want it. Yeah. And so when you have talent, work ethic, uh, and they and they put those two things together, you know, special things happen. Then when you get when you get a bunch of them, uh, they push each other, and that's kind of where we're at at the moment. I mean, one of the fastest girls for the team was Shana Jack, which we, we, you know, we got to see a lot more in the relays, you know, because individually she, you know, at trials didn't um, get on, but uh, 50 meters, obviously um, no, no disrespect getting knocked off by Sarah Showstrom, who was on fire as well. And, and she went really close. I mean, yeah, there was some of those relay splits from Shana were, were super fast too. So I can only imagine what this next 11 months mm. is going to look like in terms of, as you said, that upward pressure to try and, you know, push that bar even, even further. Yeah, absolutely. I think, um, you know, Shana's swimming, what let off 52, two and doesn't get us individual swim in the hundred. So <laughs> like, um, you know, she's motivated and she's, she's, that's, that's her kind of personality as well as she, uh, she's striving for, 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 um, the best that she can achieve. She obviously missed out for a period of time. So there's an extra motivation there. Um, but yeah, like I, I think um, it's going to be exciting and um, you know, uh, we've got great coaches. I can't stress that enough, the coaching and, you know, obviously Shannon's on here and, and, and I'll put Shannon in this, the, the, the coaching in Australia is, is uh, phenomenal in the way that the coaches go about in designing the preparations and designing the training designing everything for the purpose of of performing um it's exceptional and to watch it in you know being a coach myself for a period of time and then you step away and you get to kind of see it all happening it's 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 pretty cool um i know more i i mean shannon you and i would with don you know don used to say you'll you'll be the best version of yourself as a coach when you're finished because you'll be able to absorb it all. <laughs> if I were to go back on pool deck today, I feel like I would be bringing back some really good stuff. The only problem is I I don't have the 
the the uh, I'm, I'm, I couldn't live the lifestyle like that. Even though I'm the head coach, I'm traveling a lot. It's more the emotional kind of what I know you need to give. Yeah. <clears throat> but as far as the as far as what I've seen, and you know, it's purposeful. Coaches are purposeful. The design planning, the the the, the so. It's just so obvious why. And when you get a talented athlete in there to work with, it's 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 pretty pretty cool to watch. And we're 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 in a good spot at the moment. Obviously, you can't control what others do. And in in the Olympics, the U.S. will be, you know, they didn't have a good conversion. They they were in the positions to to do well. They just didn't convert. We did convert. That's probably the difference. Um, total medals, gold medals. I mean, obviously, I've I've said it publicly. You know, gold medals are the ones that 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 matter to me, and that's what I've been brought up on. And Shannon's been brought up on the same kind of thing. There's three ways you can you know, win all three, and then you no one can question it. But I think you know that that's an indication of where we're at. But next year's it's it's a clean slate, and uh, the, you know there's no doubt the Americans will come in with the numbers, with the talent, with the competitive desire that they have and we'll be preparing to match it and uh um, i look forward to the challenge because it, it really is but in this past mate our guys were, were able to deliver when it mattered and and that's exciting that we uh we have that in in in, in this country yeah well i mean I, I said it um two weeks ago i said there's no doubt australia won the meet um and that's based on that gold medal, and um, and that's how we've been brought up through with with Don and head coaches, you know, uh, over the years. The yeah, America will be hurting from it. Um, there's no doubt about that. And but you you got to take your wins when you get them, don't you? You know, like as an athlete. Um, yeah. And, um, you know, the more times you're ready as an athlete, the more success you'll have in your career. The same goes with coaches and the same goes with, with the Australian swim team. And, um, you know, if, 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 if people turned up to the World Championships this year and they weren't 100% ready, well, they got found out, you know. So, um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I think um, – <clears throat> Sorry. Sorry. Well, just going back to that women's uh, relay team – just while you were talking there, I was, I was having to think, like, it'd have to be Australia's most successful relay team ever, the 4 by one Absolutely. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. And, and yeah. it's just been, like, from, what was it? It was 48 years of nothing, and then out of the last five Olympics, it's, it's won four and got a bronze. And and um, you know Jody uh, retired early that year in '08. Uh, it would have been a very hard team to have beaten then if she had been in that relay team as well, yeah. you know. Um, yeah. But just extraordinary, really. Um, and, and and you know, and I say team as in you know you're a custodian, aren't you? It's like the soccer women's soccer team, you know, uh, or a men's men's team. If you're on, in, you know, you're, you come under that identity of that relay team. So every member who's ever been in, in those, involved in those wins or successes, not to mention the world champs, but it's just been extraordinary. It, it, you know, it's, it's like the baggy green cap. You know, you hand over the cap to the next person and they've, they've taken it on. And you're 100% right with, with work athlete, ethic, you know, have been involved in, in many relay uh, camps and stuff like that. You, you never ever have a problem w with with the women doing the work. And um, technically, they're they're fantastic skill wise. You know, they work on the little things. And probably not enough has been been mentioned. You know, as far as women's teams, uh, that that team itself over the last twenty years, it's just been extraordinary. Yeah, and and you mentioned the the legacy piece, like the custodianship of the team and. Um, you know, the Dolphins, and we celebrate that. And that's something that, um, you know, I'm really big on with within the team is that they recognize, and we do, we do this through a lot of visual um, videos and bits and pieces that I'm very fortunate. Brett Frawley, who does our um, 
are, are, are filming. Uh, he sits in and he, he puts together some really cool <clears throat> videos that capture and, you know, going into this, obviously, we <clears throat> we really focused a lot on the world championships gone by. You know, I had Sam Riley do a talk, you know, a, a, a talk to the team through through a when I say talk, just shared on a video what it meant to her to be a dolphin and, you know, obviously 94 worlds. And so we showed highlights of her world championship, kind of breaststroke. Then she spoke about her, what it meant to her to be a dolphin. And, and, and you know, that was in, in, a, in a meeting. And then we had Klimi talk about 98 Worlds. So we we really constantly connecting every campaign that is a connection. Commonwealth Games last year was Haley Lewis and uh, Mark Morgan. No one knew who Mark Morgan was, but we found some old still shots. We didn't have video of his yeah. 100 free, but, you know, so we had, we bring in different, and obviously through, through video, I'd like to have them physically there. But um, <clears throat> the idea is, and then within the team room, we have, you know, posters of or pictures and posters and images of past yeah um dolphins and in this case it was the fukuoka team was plastered all around the the team room so the idea is is like to connect with and rep and be representative and be reminded that you are representative of it so the history of the relays as, as you mentioned you know being being that custodian they, they know they're very aware of that and the pin numbers are are an example of that you know your number whatever your number is is if you're 800 you have your kai taylor and i think he's 852 or whatever whatever he was he's in the latest edition well number one is freddie lang so we yeah. can go back and talk about like what it means and so it doesn't take much but it's really important to the pride that they have and i think you saw that like you talked about with the matildas they seem to that's something that's shown through to me watching what they've been doing is their connection to the Matildas of the past, you know, the, the, yeah. the, the, the past history of their, um, of the sport, which is, uh, you know, they've got former players all around the place, you know, uh, and basking in it. And I think that's something we can do better as well. And I, I just think it's, it's, uh, you know, make, it makes them realize cause they're only in there for a brief moment yeah, and then they're out. And so we want them to to stay connected and know that they, they and and you know every time I ring an athlete who's you'd be surprised you know when I ring an athlete who former like a dolphin and well you know former athlete but a current alumni <clears throat> I ring up and I say oh I'd like you to you know do something for me for the team they they can't believe it why why I'm like well because and they're so excited to contribute <clears throat> you know Clemmy was it took Clemmy like. You know, he just was wanted to get it right. He was so keen. And uh, he spoke to the Rio team. I remember he actually came to Auburn and spoke to the Rio team. Um, so that that was happening back then. But I, I just think it's really important. Yeah, no, definitely. And I think, you know, like <clears throat> it's such a, a tough sport uh, in the water and on the deck. Um, and, you know, those team members that – they some people have you know a long career i would think is a decade you know if you can be on the australian dolphins team for a decade that's a that's a hell of an achievement because um not many people can do that uh, i don't know the stats but it wouldn't be it wouldn't be a, a hell of a lot so if you you know if, if you're on uh three or four teams you know it's quite an achievement one one team's an achievement but if you're on there for three or four four times in an in say one olympiad but to to achieve that you've probably swum for 15 years you know mm, mm. so there's a hell of a lot's gone into it so i think that connecting uh, um with people that have gone before uh, you know it is really um it, it's a great good feel uh moment for them and um i think it's only going to be good for uh the future of swimming because we want our ex-swimmers to to you know they don't have to force obviously you can't force anyone to swim because it's just too difficult yeah. but um we want them having feeling good about the sport don't we in a positive light yeah. Yeah. and sometimes um you know they can sort of probably in the past have felt like 
yeah, once they're on, they're off and they're forgotten about. So yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's interesting. I um, <clears throat> a couple of things on that. So when you're talking about numbers of teams, um, I, I at the 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 first meeting we had the staging camp, like the welcome meeting, <clears throat> I um, I acknowledged uh, all the multiple world championship members in the room, coaches and athletes. So coach is a big thing as well, as you know. Um, and uh, so I basically went through. You know, uh, Chelsea Gerbecca was her sixth world championship. Mm-hmm. Sixth for her. Like, how long has it taken her to get to be a medalist in open water? But, you know, like she's she was there in Barcelona in 2013 when I was a 14-year-old. And that was I was a men's head coach of that team with Bali as a women's head coach. But and, and then you went through Cam 5, and I went all the way down to the who was multiple. And then Bali, that was Bali's 10th world championship as a coach. Yeah. So like just the recognition of that, it was like, you know, we've got some experience in this room and, and it's and it's not easy to do, as you said. Yeah. <clears throat> and I think um, the other thing that I wanted to to remind you of, I don't know if you remember with with um, Tomo and in, in 08 in Beijing. And I don't I don't recall it may be Athens trials. It was done. But but I just remember vividly, maybe because I was on the team <clears throat> that all of the the Olympic alumni were on the pool deck when we came out, we're announced and we went around and high five, you know, everybody had been on Olympic team. Yeah. We're out on the pool deck and I don't, we haven't done that. We couldn't do it obviously, but it took it, but that's something I think is, I'd love to see athletes and coaches gone by who are, who are, you know, been to the athletes particularly, but also staff that are, that are at the trials next year to come down on the pool deck who have been doing, you know, an Olympic games, Olympians, and and welcome this Olympic team in. I think that's something so simple that could be done. We have done that in the past, and you know, yeah. um, and, yeah, well, and I know Tomo's big thing to do when he was the head coach, which which is, you know, that that welcoming in and it makes them feel good. So I think there's things we can do on a regular basis to to make sure we stay connected. Yeah. Hundred percent right there. With um, it was the Beijing one. Um, it didn't happen in in for the Athens. Okay. Didn't happen uh, for London. Um, okay. And and it's the only one of the four Olympics I've been to that I can remember. Yeah, uh, well, that, that that's moment. what I thought. Yeah. So um, it, that those little things are important because you know, you, you don't know if it's your first and last. Yeah. Um, and and you want to make the most of the experience. So. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Now, boys, I've got a quick question for you. And Rowan, far be it for me to try and um uh, you know, cause controversy or find dirt here and or anything you but you mentioned the US team um and how they're gonna look about twenty twenty four. We had Kate Campbell come out publicly and, and say her comments about how good it was to not hear the bell banging and all that sort of stuff. And then Kaylee came out and said, well, you know, we don't all think that way. We actually get along with a lot of the US team. Mm. Um, what, what did you think of those comments? Is that something that's, oh, well, you know, it's Kate can say what she likes and that's, that's all good. Or How did the Australian team kind of think about that? Well, I mean, I, I haven't really spoke to anybody in particular about it. Um, my thoughts, my personal thoughts are, and I and I watch the, 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 her comments versus reading it. So there's yeah. a big difference. Yeah, <clears throat> I think you know probably it's the media that that really flipped the medal. It wasn't within the within the the competition arena. The Americans we get along quite well with them. Of course, we're competitive with them, but we're also competitive with all the other countries that have athletes that are in the way of our athletes achieving. So you know. <laughs> You know, Arnie's got to beat Summer McIntosh. So there's a Canadian, you know, now Zach's got to beat China. Like there's, there's, a, it's a, it's competitive with all the countries, but as far as it being, um, the, the, the comments being, you know, they were, they, it's like anything, you grab words. It's, it's, uh, it was the media, the, the NBC who turned the metal table around. It wasn't, wasn't on the pool deck. There wasn't this, any of that stuff. And, and yeah, we do get along. The athletes get along with them quite well, but, but they're fierce competitors. And I think the cowbell comment, um, that's one I got a lot of from, from my mates over in the States. You know, I don't know if you've seen the Senate live skit with, uh, Will Farrell, like we need more cowbell. And I was getting, I was getting roasted with that. And I was like, bring it on. That's fine. Um, the end of the day, I mean, that's, that's, that's something that, um, 
is probably personal. I, I don't know. Like for me, I don't pay attention to that stuff too much. Um, mm. And then Kaylee coming out, she represented herself, and, and I have no problems with either either of them. To be perfectly honest, I think I think at the end of the day, um, we'll uh, we'll show up in Paris, and we've got to we our athletes have to get on the blocks and perform regardless of what's going on around them, and whether it's an American, a Chinese, a Canadian, a French, doesn't matter who's there. We're going to want to compete against them, and the Americans just happen to be, you know, the the best performed team over however long, a hundred years or whatever, they're the, the standard bearers. And, uh, you know, if we get a chance to, to take them, take them, take a medal away from them, we're going to do it mm-hmm. every single time. Mate, my, my next question, cause I know we're, we're looking at the time and we're a bit time poor this morning, um, but I wanted to touch on this cause I think it's really important. We just had the youth, uh, com games in Trinidad and Tobago, um, junior worlds is, is coming up as well. For a lot of the the youth here in Australia, the the young athletes developing through COVID, and no fault of anyone other than COVID, you know, we they sort of got missed for a little bit. I remember having Flynn Southam on, and you know, the poor guy was probably one of the fastest in the world, but he wasn't able to actually get out and race the world. He, you know, he's just doing it, um, you know, in house and domestically. Um, obviously, they had great results in Trinidad and Tobago. How how important? Well, how Firstly, how proud are you of the juniors coming through? But how important is it for our future when we look at 2028 and 2032 that these young athletes coming through are getting access to being in these environments where, by all accounts, over there it was hot, it was humid, the you know travel wasn't good, there was so many different things going wrong. Which you know, from the Shannon Rollison podcast, we know uh, a lot of the times is what happens at Olympic Games and things like that. So it's good to get them experience to that. So, yeah, how, how have you seen that and how important is it for the future? Yeah, look, I think um, the key here is 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 the, is the stuff you mentioned, is the, is the experience of travel, the experience of staying in a foreign place and then having to uh, develop the skill of performing in, in that moment that they need to in unfamiliar uh, environments. So the more opportunity we can expose our youth to that, I think we, the, they'll be better prepared to handle that Olympic experience. And uh, so, yeah, I think firstly, it's it's giving them those experiences. And then secondly, it's it's them being coached up and properly supported to be able to, to, to deliver that performance. And uh, so whether it be the Youth Commonwealth Games, World Junior, Flynn's going to World Juniors. Like we, mm. we want him to, we're trying to get as, we're trying to get as many, he'll go to World Cups uh, off the back. So he's going to get as many exposures as he can. Uh, and he's still just, he's only 18. So he's, he's, he's not just a 28, he's, you're right, he's 32. But there's others as well. Um, I think like if you look at Youth Commonwealth Games, I'm pretty sure, uh, um, you know, like Ariane, there's a whole bunch of the current, uh, senior team who did the the youth Commonwealth Games in 215, I believe they were in the World Juniors, and then they did youth com games. So <clears throat> I'm a big believer uh, of of exposure. I mean, we used to do the World Cup circuits uh, back in the day um, with with a with the youth teams, a blend of youth and coaching. It was also a coaching development opportunity. So I think that's important as well. I get mm. it goes hand in hand. So I'm I'm uh, the more the more we can do that. I think the, the better that we can we can prepare athletes for the the those moments in time at the Olympics, but also coaches as well, um, and it creates that upward pressure as well. You know, exposing and finding talent that can do that. Yeah. Um, on the Commonwealth Games side of things, have you heard anything about uh, the, <clears throat> you know, the the cancellation of of, of our Commonwealth Games? Um, probably, UK probably, maybe, but well, like I've I've read only what I've kind of seen pop up in front of me is nothing coming through my like official channels, but um, yeah, there's there's talk of London or Scotland combination or something, and then obviously Gold Coast. I mean, Tommy Tate, the mayor of the Gold Coast, is talking pretty positively about how he wants to have it, so it's really. You know, I, I just think, and I answered this when they when I was asked about this. Like Commonwealth Games as a competition standard competition um, is we know uh, is not at the same standard because of the the depth of countries participating. But as an actual event that yeah. that does what I was just explaining, which is multi sport, village environment, 
it's not high performance. The village environment's not high performance. It's far from it. You know, we just stayed in a five-star hotel at Worlds. You're not staying in five-star in the villages. So you're given that exposure. Um, you know, the coaches have to really drive everything because it's very difficult to keep the team together. You know, like everybody's kind of doing their own thing in their pods. Um, and I think that experience is is the, the value of that is is huge. So I'd love to see the games happen. Um, so I'm hopeful that it will, um, but we'll see. Yeah, it, it would, it, we'll, we'll replicate, we'll do something. We have pan packs that year, but we'll, we'll create another opportunity. You know, we could do like, it'll open up Mar Ostrom, for instance. And, you know, you know how much, I know how much you love that, that competition and, and that series. And I think it's a, it's, it's got some value there too, because you're, you're traveling and staying in places. I mean, okay. Monaco is different, but you're, you're really, you're traveling and staying in places that aren't the greatest, but they're, but they're, they're they are what they are, and you have to just manage it. I know yeah. Barcelona is better now. I remember when we first went, we had stayed in that hotel in Barcelona. It was like a triangle. Do you remember that? I got one of the rooms that was literally a triangle. In the <laughs> I, room. Did, it was like, I did toilet at the pointy end of that triangle. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like it was like what? And we were eating French fries and buddy. Pasta. Carrots with mayonnaise or something. It was the food was just shocking. <laughs> the French fries. Robbie, every night. Now I know every you're night. not a pasta man. Mm. And but this was bad pasta. Like it was just literally pa boiled pasta at, with tomato sauce poured yep. over it. Yep. Shit. And French fries. That's it. And the, every night it was the same. <laughs> <laughs> Shocking. You would yeah, just pray that Barcelona wasn't the first one because yeah, yeah, yeah. you were there for longer than three nights. Yes. <laughs> it doesn't. Yeah, no, it doesn't sound appetizing. Um, Rowan, I, I can't let you go. And you mentioned it before, and I spoke to Kaylee about it. Actually, I tried to lead Kaylee away from talking about the video review, but she she got she she was in she was into it. So clearly she was still not overly excited about it. Uh, that whole process, but, you know, more broadly in terms of the sport itself, I mean, are we going down a rabbit hole here where, you know, with the NRL, you know, it's getting sponsored every time there's a video review and all these things. Swimming as a whole, Ken, you said the Olympics going to be nine days. I mean, it can stretch out so long as it is without slowing these things down with video reviews. And we saw a bunker with like eight people in a room. I mean, it was quite ridiculous to see on TV. What, what's your thoughts on the video yeah, well, review? I had to go into that bunker and look at it. So I'll give you the kind of the rundown. So when when she got DQ'd, immediately I went, we went to the resolution and said, what's what's the DQ for? Um, then they said it was basically she rolled past 90 degrees. I said, I want to see the video. I got taken to the bunker. They showed it to me. I, I said, there's two, there were only two cameras in the pool on the either side from the bottom pointing this way. And I said, you can't definitively tell me that that she's past 90 degrees from this angle where can we introduce our own camera no you can't is there any above water no there isn't why isn't there so i started challenging the fact that you it, the, that you can't definitively I, I thought i literally at the time thought we'll win this because they can't they're gonna have to double down and say you know we think that and i said you got to give the benefit of the doubt well then they didn't but then I got the photo from uh, whatever uh, uh, Kaylee actually showed him. I walked in the pool the next day and she's like, the first thing she said to me was, have a look at this. Jenna, she said, Jenna Forrester should have got a bronze medal. It wasn't about her. She said, Jenna should have got a bronze medal. And I said, give me that. And I went and I went to uh, World Aquatics again. And I, I went up, this is during heats warm up. I walked up to to one of the, the officials that I'd spoken to and I and, and he looked at me and he said, I've been waiting for you. And I said, oh, really? And I, said, <laughs> and I pointed, I looked, went like this and I said, how did this not get disqualified? And he's like, we, we, they missed it. But the reality is, I, I said at the time, I said, what is it we can do? Because clearly there's got to be a minimum standard of cameras and placements as well as officials doing this. And I think I my personal opinion is, is that that's got, it's got to be at a, at a standard where it's it, it, there's no guessing right in my opinion that you know that and then you can attack and then we can probably go to the other point of what is that rule really doing because it, it there's no advantage for no. her her hips were square 
she, there's no yeah. advantage. So we've got to change the rule, and it won't get changed before Paris, Shannon. I think you okay. mentioned before. I asked the question, can we attack the rule? But the point is we got all this video um, footage from our trials, examples of what we, we did all the underwater footage. But we didn't use Hawkeye at our trials, but we had the footage. And we were given like a, an edited version of all of the things that were being done that would be probably disqualified at Worlds to show the team and show the coaches, say, okay, keep, you know, we, so we, all, we did this, this whole thing. Not one was the backstroke, the breaststroke turn. There was no vision of that as being questioned. Yeah. So for me, the twofold, one is got to be better cameras present and there's got to be a minimum standard of that to ensure the fairness and secondly, I think the rule that we're talking about needs to be addressed at some point when we can and say, well, is it really gaining an advantage or do we just go, as long as you touch the wall, you know, or yeah. whatever. Like, <clears throat> it's trying to stop people from turning over and swimming freestyle into the turn, really. Like, if you touch the wall, you touch the wall. That's, I think, anyway. But yeah. Um, the... um. Yeah, and swimming's been bad with this over the years. Um, you know, the the one foot out with backstroke. Um, yeah. You know, the butterfly, you've got to have some part of your body out of the water when you touch the wall. I mean, as I was saying, you know, the, the rule that rule's brought in for one person in the whole world at that point in time, and, you know, 150 10-year-olds pay the price for it, you know. And yeah, then, yeah. Um, it's just a ridiculous rule because it, it's so dependent on the person who's judging, um, you yeah. know. Yeah, so. and that's capacity to see. You know, I remember I had, um, I think it was Bendy Hawking got DQ'd for touching the wall fully submerged, and I protested and said, um, who, 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 who disqualified her and all this official? I said, so you're telling me that they can see the hand touching the wall and the feet out there at the same time. It's impossible. Yeah. And so I brought in video evidence that actually showed the official wasn't even looking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they yeah. get like, and I got overturned. But my point was, is that it was brought in so people didn't dive at the five meter mark and do a dolphin kick yeah. underwater. which is fast. Like it's, and, and there's, it's just a process we have to go through. I think for me, you know, using the video, uh, like we're going to, obviously it'll be introduced in Australia, but we've got to work, we've got to make sure it's introduced in a way that um, is, is, is got minimum standards, you know, like, like when they, you mentioned NRL, Robbie and like AFL and any other sport that's introduced to this, have the, the, the biggest mistake they make is they don't go all in with the technology to get it right. They'll do it all kind of like on, on the cheap. And then all of a sudden they, it's, it's like, you're either going to do it or you're not. Mm. If you're going to do it, you get the cameras right, you get everything right, you get absolutely, you know, the eyeballs on one lane watching it, not watching two or three lanes, and you know, and I think that's where they need to go. And that, and that, and and look, I had some, I had some good conversations with them. I, you know, I was, you know, five, six years ago or ten years ago, Shannon would have been a different story. I would have probably, you know, I was quite measured in my conversations, <laughs> but I was very specific. Yeah. in my questions but I, and i asked what can i do here what can we do going forward and i think we, we can swimming in australia now has to go back officially to world aquatics and request that there is minimum standards set uh and that and that you know that's that's worked on um so yeah and world aquatics has got to you know when they start thinking about rules and that not just trying to deal with you know, the problem standing in front of them at that point in time at that yeah. Olympic level, but bringing in rules that have this knock-on effect for the development of the sport mm. and affect widespread. You know, as you say, you know, you need an official behind each lane and stuff like that or cameras. Well, regional areas in Australia can't do that. That's you know. the key, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, you, you go to New South Wales Championships and, and 13 swimmers get disqualified in a 100 butterfly, you know, at 11 and under race. Like, yeah. Yeah. it's just ridiculous. Um, so, 
they need to think about the sport in its entirety and yeah. and the officials who need to manage the sport, uh, manage the race. Yeah, absolutely. Now, Rowan, I'm going to wrap it up with my last question because I know we've got to jump off. Um, mate, the road to Paris is going to be an exciting one, but it's also varied, right? So we've got a world champs early next year. So who goes to that? Who doesn't go to that? Who gets exposure, as we talked about already, to that? Um, we've got athletes who didn't go to world champs, who had injuries that are building back up. Um, it must be an exciting slash also, you know, not daunting, but, you know, there's a lot of things in play over the le next 11 months getting this team together on the road to Paris to build off the back of this success at world champs. Um, how do you see this road ahead over the next 11 months and how excited are you about, as I said, all those sort of different factors at play? I think the first thing is, and I'll be meeting with the coaches uh, coming down to see Shannon next week, to just look at what is their plan uh, and how can we invest in that plan for their athlete or athletes to, to be ready to stand on the blocks, not just at Olympic trials, but in Paris and deliver. So working back from that outcome, you know, what is it that they need to be doing? So there's World Cups and we've got a, a list of athletes who put their hand up and that are going to go to World Cups and and some have withdrawn because they've gone, okay, now I need to be training. So they've, they've, and it depends on where they sit. So it's really an individual thing. So World Cups, we'll have um, uh, Japan Open. We're looking to send some uh, some of the male breaststrokers there. That's one of the things we're looking to do. Um, and then the Doha World Champs, as you mentioned, um, will be, uh, is it, is it, one is someone are you qualified obviously that's mm. a, the first step and is it is that competition going to be beneficial to your preparation for for paris so it all it all, it's all stepping towards that and i think yeah it, it, there's a lot of op options which is great and so if i'm back on the pool deck coaching i might have let's say you know one athlete where this is what they need to be doing but the other athlete doesn't need to do this and that's where i'll sit with the coaches and talk about what we can do to support them um and 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 basically make sure that our team that we put on the on on the on the pool deck in Paris has had every opportunity to prepare themselves um, through whatever means, whether it be just training or a level of competition or a mixture of both. So um, we do have options, which is good. We've got some 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 good racing options. I think we always talk about lack of racing op opportunities as one of the things that limits us in this you know being this far away so we, we definitely don't have um limited opportunities coming up which is good well mate thank you very much for coming on for a chat um today as we said you know it's, it's an exciting time we've just come off the back of yeah what was a hugely successful meet for for australia and and you know that 11 month journey uh, is going to be exciting because as i said there's many factors at play these guys did phenomenally well but there's also um a crop of um you know athletes that as i said were injured or getting themselves ready to try and come back so trials next year is going to be exciting um even if i don't have an athlete going i just want to go and sit in the stands and watch because i think it's going to be an exciting time um thanks for taking your time mate and you know i know you're on a break but a break really means a break so i still <laughs> appreciate you coming on to chat about swimming and um thank you very much congratulations to yourself um you know on your success as the head coach of australian swimming it's not an easy job um as there's many factors at play behind the scenes as you mentioned you know talking to officials talking to these guys talking to that guys you come down to see shannon i mean that that'll be fun as well um i, I know you know shannon are you going to take me to the coffee shop as well in your drinking place your little watering hole <laughs> if he's got time, I know he's, uh, he's, he's got. You got something on with the Raiders, haven't you, right? Yeah, on the Friday, yeah. and uh, um, spending some time with Mel Meninga too. So, oh. going to talk about about again about how he builds that culture within within the Australian team and the and Queensland around that legacy and connecting to the past. So, I'm really interested in chatting with him. But no, I think we're doing we're going to do dinner on Thursday night if we can off the back of your training session. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then I'll come in Saturday morning. Give him a bit of the spag. What time you hit the pool Saturday morning? What time you guys hit the water Saturday morning? We uh, hit the water at seven. Seven. That's what I thought. Okay, cool. Yeah. Hey, Dude, well, listen. Thank, thanks, Robbie, for having me and and Shannon. Appreciate it. And uh, yeah, like uh, 
we're already on to the next thing, which is great about our sport. It's like <laughs> uh, you got to got to always keep moving forward. Can't stand still. No, but, well, thank uh, you very much, yeah. mate. All Thank right. you, and I'll, I'll text Shannon off. to make sure you get some of his spag bowl, even yeah, if it's yeah. just in a I'll bit look, of a character. Yeah. I look forward to seeing oh, that. Mate, it's week. good stuff. It's good stuff. All right. Thank you guys for joining us again. Have a great weekend, and we'll see you all next week. Bye. Thank you. Thanks, yeah. mate. Today's episode of Off the Block Swimming Podcast is proudly brought to you, as always, by Pro Swim Workouts. Nico and the team at Pro Swim Workouts have been supporters of the podcast from day one and continue to support the show and the coaching community more broadly with their platform, proswimworkouts.com. Head over to the website right now and become a member to receive all the exclusive content, whether it's programming in and out of the water, thought-provoking articles, or even just sharing of ideas. It is a one-stop shop. And for all those just looking to browse, head over to proswimworkouts.com to find free workouts, podcast tips, jobs available, and so much more. So what are you waiting for? I'll say it one more time. Head over to proswimworkouts.com right now and let Nico know that Off The Block sent you.